When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to episode 111 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We start this podcast, just as you might imagine, with a full debrief of the first episode of Bake Off. Then we're on to the boring running bits. We talk about preparing for the long runs and the psychological tricks our minds play on us. I am so proud of Holly. Her long runs have been going spectacularly. And she surprised herself with how brilliant she's felt during them and after them, recovering quickly and well. We talk about pace. We still haven't quite got to grips with this yet. And we remind ourselves to focus on our why, which is very different from our goals. My goal, for instance, is to run all the way round the London Marathon without stopping for any considerable amount of time. But the why is why I'm doing it in the first place. And mostly it's to prove that I can do it. And in order to do it, that doesn't have a focus on time, that has a focus on getting to the finish line, no matter what the time is. So I'm going to work really, really hard in those first few miles to keep an eye on my pace and bring it right down so that I can have an easy first half, hopefully an easy first three quarters, so that the last bit isn't that awful. We talk about our first ever podcast live taking place this Thursday, the 29th of September, which I just have to get in there. It's free for patrons. So head over to patreon.com forward slash women's running to sign up. We chat too about the pros and cons of a running coach and discuss whether they're for the rest of us and not just for elites. And we talk through a reader email who has some nerves ahead of a race and we truly empathise with all of that. Next podcast will be recorded the day after the London Marathon. O-M-G. Wish me luck. Hey, Hull. Let's talk about how brilliant Mary Bras are. You run in one, don't you? 
I absolutely do. I run all the time in the Mary Solidarity Sports Bra. It's a high impact sports bra, so it's really good for reducing bounce. And I can even run downstairs with it without having to grab onto my tits. Marvellous. I've also got the Solidarity. I was kind of amazed because I got the 32C, which fits me. I'm a 34B and it fits me perfectly. Um, and you can also get the Empower, which is for sort of slightly smaller boobs. Um, married bras come in a huge range of sizes from 28 to 38 underband and C to H cups. There are 52 sizes in total. So, um, Hole, let me tell you about how our brilliant bras came about. They were created by Mary Thomas, who is actually, get this, a woman in STEM. A real life woman in STEM. I'm overcome with awe. (laughs) (laughs) So Mary noticed that most sports bras focus on the downward motion of boobs during exercise, but didn't combat the upwards direction. So she designed and engineered the overband technology, which is this piece of fabric that runs across the top of the bras that stop your boobs from hitting you in the face, technically speaking. Amazing. And God knows my boobs would be hitting me in the face without my Mary bra. I would marry my Mary bra if I could. Um, (laughs) They come in gorgeous colours as well. I've got the black, which I love, but the Solidarity also comes in green and peach and they all look absolutely gorgeous, all the colourways. Plus, each bra comes with a 12-month guarantee. Hurrah! And Mary offers free online fittings too, which is totally worth it if you've been running in the same grey bra for the last 10 years. Um, Mary does them herself and she's really lovely and you don't have to get your boobs out or anything. Uh, Mary now also has a collection of leggings and hoodies and the best tea I've ever run in, which you'll see on pretty much every sweaty post of my Instagram page. Yeah, if you haven't clocked that t-shirt yet, you've not been following Esther on Instagram. Um, So check them out, guys. You're going to love them as much as we do. I'm sure they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, Find them at marry.com. That's M-A-A-R-E.com. And enjoy because they are honestly the best bras we've ever run in. No joke. Holly and I are doing our first women's running podcast live this Thursday, the 29th of September, on Zoom. The small catch is that it's exclusively for patrons, but the massive upside here is that it's only two quid a month to become one of our patrons, and once you are, you also have access to our weekly Patreon newsletter, and we're planning to add more benefits very soon. Our live event is at 7pm GMT on Thursday, the 29th of September, and we'd love you to join us. Just go to patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running to become a patron and we'll send you a link to join us this Thursday. If you miss it this time, don't worry, we'll put another date in the diary very soon. We can't wait to meet you. Sorry if I still eat a bit of tribe bar. That can be Mm. an extra little plug for them if if, if we keep this bit in. Listen to the sound of tribe crunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one of the reasons why um, I wanted to delay five minutes to before we started this is because mm. I had a package through from um, Precision Hydration. Mm-hmm. So I got very excited. Mm. And it's the second time that they've sent me something. Um, where they occasionally send things to me in, in a, I say occasionally, that once before they've sent me stuff in a suitcase. 
Oh, um, <laughs> oh that's exciting. Then you it know you're exciting. a fan. I know. Um, so it's really, really exciting. It comes in a, in a sort of metal suitcase, um, but it's, uh, oh, what's it called when it's coded? When it's like, a num- you know, it, it, there's a lock on it. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that's called. What is that called? Combination lock. Combination lock. Yeah. I'm down with the kids. Oh uh, my god! Like they're sending you like their mm. their cue, and they're sending you exploding pens or something for exactly. your mission. And what I remember the last time when I had it, that there was a little, there was a thing that came with it that that you had to sort of work out. You had to go online, I think, and you had to figure out um, how many. Um, how many grams of carbs you needed over the course of like an hour and a half or something or something yeah. like that and then you just and that was that that was the the code to unlock the, the re- anyway this has come with no such information so I just have a suitcase <gasps> that's just locked <laughs> that's locked so I've just oh, had no. to I was slightly disappointed so I've just emailed them going how do I get in because I want my stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's quite funny I'm, I'm also like yeah I'm I am like because you know we are obviously we're really lucky and we get to try loads of stuff but I am actually because of because of being able to try loads of stuff I am a huge fan of precision hydration stuff like mm. a, a, and um love their gels and um and the, and the drinks and stuff so um I I determined to open it before the marathon so that I could in, yeah they sent you an escape room instead of like, a yeah I know <laughs> it's probably something really obvious it's probably on the receipt somewhere but I don't know what it is so um yeah. Oh. Well, I hope you crack the code. Thanks. Um, and the other thing, while we're talking about, you know, stuff that's that's slightly uh, that's quite relevant to running, but mm-hmm. I do want to talk about Bake Off still because we started talking a little bit about Bake Off earlier. Yeah. I still we want do. to discuss Bake Off, and I and I think it should potentially be a September October part segment of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the bake yeah. chapter so <laughs> never sure. fear if you are worrying about spoilers because esther and i are a week behind so and you won't get this podcast for another week so you're going to be bored to tears actually probably by the time it does come out but yeah you you won't even remember the people we're talking about they would have like been long gone. gone oh my yeah. god if the guy who won the first week goes oh, I will I then I'll be in then I take back everything we've just said and I'm not watching a second more of it and I'll never, never discuss it again <laughs> oh he's so sweet oh, I love him we're talking about the Polish guy on yeah. Bake Off we've seen we saw the first I saw the first episode last night a week late mm-hmm. Paul's already seen the first episode and but neither um, of us have seen the next one so no we haven't we got haven't. that to look and, forward to we have indeed, and um, we've both completely fallen in love with the Polish guy. Who? What did he say when he won? He, he said a... he, he. Well, first of all, we were <laughs> laughing because he rung up his boyfriend, and he. Oh my god! Just the whole thing was just melting my heart into just little <laughs> smithereens. Because he was like, first of all, he was really excited. And he was like, my boyfriend's going to be so so happy about this. He said, I know you can bake. I told you. And then he and then he goes, Hi Hanban. When he rings him. Oh, oh it was so cute. And then, yeah, and what then he it? says, I'm um I'm star caker on bake star week. Cake, star <laughs> cake star cake on bake week. I <laughs> <laughs> love him. And we loved it so oh, much. And so cried cute. so much. Totally cry. And it does <sighs> it kind of 
you know, there are a couple of people in my family, extended family, who I've said, oh, have you have you started watching Bake Off? And I always forget. So they must get so irritated with me. They always forget. There are two of them in particular I'm thinking of who, when I talk about it every year, they always say, mm. oh, no, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. And I'm like, why not? Oh, come and on. One of yeah. Them, one of them says, I don't watch it because I don't like seeing competitive stuff on TV. And I'm like, it's not. It's, I mean, it sort of is, it's, but it's not. It's. I mean, you've got to have quite, <sighs> I'm not judging, but you have to have quite a sensitive disposition to not be able to handle a nice man called Mark going home yeah. from a tent because his scones weren't risen or whatever. It's really <laughs> yeah. not a high stakes competition, is it? It's, it's, it's kind of by the end, I guess. It gets quite... <clears throat> quite kind of dramatic it is, but, but I guess but the, the thing is is that you're rooting for all of them and, and genuinely the one thing we were saying earlier on is that like um this year is the first year I can remember in in forever I can't remember how long now and I've watched it from the first year where I've loved every single person in the tent like I liked all of them yeah I found any irritating not even the woman with mad hair like I even like her so um, yes I even I, I like her too and um and there's an older lady in there whose name I've now forgotten who's really quite funny who can actually think, match is she called Dawn or something yes Do I thought she yeah. was brilliant she she can match Matt she's Lucas great. She? she's funny yeah. she's really funny um but it was like but it's also the way in which they support each other you know yeah. so they they like like you can see that they're like um shocked if if a cake falls on the floor and there's kind of rush to help and there's kind of you know, congratulations. Giving people bits and... of their crumbs, yeah. giving people bits of Italian meringue. It's so, yeah. oh, so it. lovely. It's just, it's it. really, really wholesome and cosy and I just love it. It's one of my favourite things. I don't know I did, how yeah. you could not enjoy competitive telly when it comes to stuff like that. That is my whole, that's my my perfect niche is competition reality telly where there's a little bit of drama and someone's yeah. going to go home every week. But, you know, the stakes are really, yeah, a, a, I mean, they're, a squash they're fly so biscuit. Low. They yeah. are. They're, I mean, they're, they're so low that when, because they can, they use dramatic music, um, but sometimes it's because like a biscuit has wobbled. So it's the kind of music yeah. that you might hear like when when like a, a boat has capsized in some other kind of film or or something like or like someone's about to get shot or something but on Bake Off it's literally because like, a Pavlova is teetering yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it oh my god oh no it's fine <laughs> it's perfect for our little silly British brains I think that it's like oh. we can get a, a good amount of slightly stressed because we do like pain and discomfort in this country I strongly right. believe yeah. yes um and but it's in a way that is sort of I don't know it's very gentle and oh, it's, it's so comfy isn't it oh it's I, so I, yeah comfy. I love it and and do you know what do you know what we've spent what the last five minutes talking about Bake Off and, and its yeah. brilliance and stuff like that and um and word to the wise here, yet again, we cocked up the podcast and my Mac crashed. I and know. I was debating lost. whether to tell people this time because I was like, oh. are we going to come across as that we don't know what we're doing? But they already no. know. We don't they know what we're know doing. They already know we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah. we lost another <laughs> podcast into the mix. Another 40 minutes of podcast gold. It was really good. It was great. Um, so that's gone. 
but but at least five minutes of it was talking about Bake Off. But but the the thing is, right? We were so so cross, weren't we? When when it mm. finished, that we ha- we had to go away and have our lunches yeah. separately, and 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 kind of you know get ourselves back together again and and kind of get rid of the crossness. But one thing I have to say that's made me get rid of that last residual bit of crossness of losing forty minutes mm. of pure comedy gold is talking about Bake Off. Yeah, like again, yet again, I feel great. I'm like. Fuck it. I don't, I don't care that we've lost that 40 minutes because I there's know. Bake Off. There's always Bake and Off. And I think people are going to care and be interested in it as well because yeah. I haven't told you this yet, but I saw that one of our patrons, because um, yes. do join us over on Patreon if you can be asked. We have mm-hmm. other chats and it's nice. One of our patrons went to Drag Race Live like me, <gasps> I also went to Drag Race Live, Drag Race Live, Drag Race Live in yeah. May, and I loved it so much, and it was brilliant. Um, she mentioned that she was doing that the other day in chats on Patreon, so I hope she has the best time. And it oh. really reassured me that I was like, all that time that we spend talking about reality TV and stuff, <laughs> we're all in the same, all in the same boat here. We're all in. We're all below deck, aren't we? We're all below deck, if you will. Yes, good. I loved that. We we also talked in the um, the, yeah, the sort of maybe the fourth lost podcast episode that we've done now between us um, about this thing that because I I'd st- I'm also feeling much jollier. I was really tired and feeling a little bit had a bit of a dicky tummy this morning. Um, she was. Yeah, I think I had slightly undercooked my chard and my new potatoes in my curry last night. It's a bit weird. Anyway, um, was the, <laughs> the other thing that didn't help that was that I stayed up really late last night because I was catching up on SAS, Who Dares Wins, the celebrity <laughs> edition. And I am currently obsessed. And I think every runner should watch it because it gives you such a little boost of like we know some absolutely not saying I would last more than about 2.2 seconds in SAS recruitment (laughs) but I do recognize some of the stuff that they do and I and like the kind of same mental tactics that we employ like there were some bits where because the idea of it let's pretend I haven't already told you what it is this morning yeah do tell me because I okay. obviously I have no idea what Holly's talking about no. I was like, who with the what who what celebrities who are they anyway and we yeah, did discuss on. Fatima Whitbread is one of them we did who did I do perk hope. Esther up a little bit about it yeah <laughs> yeah like I know someone <laughs> yeah I don't know whether there's anyone else that that um that is uh, old enough for me to know yeah well, the other ones are quite sort of maybe reality centered. Like there's quite a lot of Only Wears Essex people and like stuff like that that I don't know whether whether would be your your thing. But obviously if no. I was a Whitbread, you'd know. There's there's that um uh I can't remember her name. I want to call her Jade, somebody who was like a kickboxing or um taekwondo Olympic medalist. Um, yeah, no, yeah no, there's no. a few Olympic-y people that I think you, you'd probably know if you saw them. Yeah. Um, but okay. yes, they, so they've got to do the SAS recruitment <laughs> process. It's kind of a mixture. It's probably not the exact thing, but there are some members of the British SAS and then there are some American like, ex-Navy SEAL or whatever, like Special Forces people as well, and they put them through this gruelling thing. Um, mm. And on the one I was watching last night, they were called out of bed at like two o'clock in the morning or something 
to oh. I know to they're so brutal to them I could I can't believe it if I was a celebrity I would be expecting special treatment <laughs> and they do not they don't get it they were called up at, at yeah kind of I don't know two o'clock in the morning or something to go up to monkey bars and then they had to hang on the monkey bar for a minute they started by trying to get oh them to do God. it for two and there was no way so they they let they they were supposed to do it for one they couldn't do it because the idea was that if somebody if one person from the team fell then they had to start all over again and obviously then they were just getting more and more and more tired and they couldn't do it and I was really recognizing some of the same mental things that you have to do like mental gymnastics you have to do with running to get yourself to do something uncomfortable for longer yeah that, Oh. to stop yourself from from letting go to just try and like remove your self almost from the situation and yeah. just tolerate it and think about something else kind of thing yeah, i'm just thinking yeah. how as runners we we have i reckon not a you know absolutely no shot at, at, at being able to be for a minute no that oh, might not be me either but no, at I least can't do some that. of that like mental stability of yeah even though this is nasty I can carry on because I've been here before I can I can split that minute up into 10 seconds and I can just do a 10 second chunk at a time like all of that kind of like mental stuff that we do to get through doing long distances and things yeah yeah, yeah. just like how Anna was talking about it in the last episode and she was talking about running with Shuifa and she was saying you know like every mile they were trying to be grateful for something weren't they or talk about something yeah and you, you and Lex have been doing that haven't you and I think mm. yeah it's it, I think that's amazing strategy and I am I am I'm going to put in some work at the end of this week in terms of what I'm going to be thinking about particularly in the last six miles of the marathon because I <gasps> yeah good I'm, idea because, because they're, they're uncharted aren't they um you know, yeah. not, that I haven't not quite, before, not quite but... for you. I guess is it the last sort of four and a bit that are uncharted? The uh, well remembered. Yeah, I guess it is. The, it's the thank last you. one, four and a bit. I, I care um, about you and I listen to you. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's gone all into a little ball now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's always you tip over twenty and you think of the last six miles. And you're just thinking, oh god, I need, you know, you just need, you need stuff at your disposal, don't you? You need ammunition. You need something yeah. to bolster yourself up. So yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's exactly the same. Um, but actually, so um, now that we're fifteen minutes in and we've spent the whole, whole like first quarter of the podcast talking about reality TV, I think it's probably time to start talking about running. Let's go um, for it. Let's catch up about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm again, once again, it's all for a good reason that I'm fresher, fresher yep. for it. This recording because I've just been for my. Well, I did three miles. Actually, looking at my training plan, very disappointingly, I think I was supposed to do like four and a half or something. I think it's supposed to be half of what your long run is. But I think I'm just going to carry on doing two 5Ks in the week. Do you know what? I think it's absolutely it, fine. Yeah, it yeah. works for me. I know the distance. I know the route. I can chug through it. Uh, it's just yeah. kind of building up the mileage. And I can also run it a little bit quicker then. Because if I start running like four and a half, five miles as my long run gets longer then it's just going to be like yeah it, that's going to end up being almost a long run in itself and then I won't be able yeah. to do it with any kind of speed or 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 you know trying to push yeah. myself I, so you know what I thoroughly agree I think with my midweek runs I there was only one <laughs> time looking back at my at my kind of uh my plan there was only one time that I did more over and above what I would normally do during the mm. week 
Um, and I think I can't remember even know why that was. It's probably a bank holiday or something. So I just had a bit more time. So I thought I'd just do a bit more. But um, no, I think oh, it's fine. And I think it's fine. Yeah. But yes, but you've had some success. So so um, over the past week or so. So um, what's been going on? Yeah, so I did seven miles on Saturday and that went really well. And it really boosted my spirits a bit. Um, mm. because my pacing was strong. I just felt good about it. I felt when I looked, when I, I sent you a screenshot of the splits, your pace was brilliant. Your splits Thank were like, you. bang on, bang on. Every single mile was the same, wasn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. I was really pleased because the week before I'd run, uh, six miles in like just over an hour. It was like an hour and five minutes or something. Mm. Um, and that, well, in fact, it was an hour and six, I think, because I think I was doing pretty much 11 minute miles. And um, but like the first one was like nine and then the last two were like nearly 12. And it was like a little yeah. bit of a mess. I could see that my stamina had just gone like bloop. That's yeah, that's a downward noise. Actually, that sounded more like an upward noise, noise yeah. um, <laughs> as I was going along. Um, so I was happier this time because it felt it felt really steady, didn't it? They were all kind of like late 10s or early 11s and it all worked out to bang on bang on about 11 I did it in yeah like an hour and just over an hour and 10 um and yeah just felt 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 quite pleased with it uh not that speed is everything and it wasn't like it 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 still probably was slower than than other seven mile runs I've run before but I just felt really good about it and I felt like I was disciplined and and concentrated on my pacing and and it it yeah. worked it worked out well. Um I think the other thing that maybe made me run it a little bit quicker was that yeah. previously I'd been doing stretches of canal path same as you. Yeah, classic towpath action and I I'm, I'm well acquainted with this with the same swans now we haven't even spoken about that. Because I never used to really run on the canal path, but I've been running past those teenage swans all the time yeah. recently. Um, yeah. I know. And um, then, but then this time around, I did like essentially, I think what would probably be like the first loop of the of the bath half. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I think it just felt like I was like going somewhere a bit more rather than just running out for three miles and running back for three, which is what I'd done the week yes. before. Yes, yes, I and agree. That you yeah, get a bit of a wiggle on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. I think the difference between and which is which is weird, isn't it? Because the towpath is pack as pack pack as a flampake. Um, it's pack as a, as a flampake. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my spoonerisms. Um, because the towpath is flat, um, you think that you're going to be running it faster, but actually, the sort of a slight undulation nature of that of that circuit that you've just done mm. can make you I think that can really help it can actually help you go a bit speedier it definitely did as well so that really yeah. helps but yeah there, there is something to be said for a circular route as opposed to an out and back and out and back can like I know that some people thrive on it and they're like oh you know when you turn back and you know you know it's, you're halfway there and it's like no I find that deflating rather than encouraging yeah um, yeah me too really really long one me yeah. too. So you just think I'm just going past the same old scenery, even if it's pretty. It's like oh, um, but yeah. when you're on a circular route, obviously, that, if you pass a thing, that's the only time you're going to pass it, and so it all feels exactly. as though it's accumulating to to goodness. So that yeah, was how it felt. Sorry, I was going to say one of the the other things that you were saying a bit earlier on was that your previous long run 
hadn't felt as good as this one, even though this was longer. Yeah, even though this was longer. I was saying to you that I felt as though my, um, I really reached the the like threshold and we were talking about threshold a bit and what that means. And I, I definitely appreciate now that like it was kind of threshold running. Yeah. I was definitely pushing myself to a point that my heart rate was definitely going bonkers at that point because I felt like my head was going to fall off and it took me ages to, I can't remember whether I've mentioned this on the pod before, but S, but Lex told me that, mm. Uh, your heart rate goes bonkers because it's pumping your blood. It's focusing on trying to pump your blood back up because it's flowing down to your legs because it's your your body's like your brain's like oh your legs need it they're go- they're going mad and then mm. it has to concentrate on pumping them all pumping that blood all the way back up. Is that is that science? Is that real? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about an erection rather than legs. It does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> oh. Well, my erection was wild. <laughs> my my heart was just going. That was what it really felt like, not the erection. It felt like I was like, um, yeah, like my, my little heart was like genuinely trying to squeeze this blood back up my, to, to the rest of my body because I was, I really did feel like my head was going to fall off. Um, and I really yeah. struggled to kind of get my heart rate back to normal after the run finished. Whereas I didn't have that this time. Uh, and I think that was because I literally was doing that learning in that six mile run where my body was going, oh, okay, we can push ourselves to this point. And mm-hmm. uh, like I was, I was, I was stretching out the elastic band. Yes. And I felt, yeah. and, I felt and, it for that, for then that training run this week that it felt more comfortable. I think as a yeah. result, I don't know. I don't really know how it all works, but I felt better after this one. Yeah. And and because uh, there are, there are loads of reasons why, an even longer run could feel easier than your slightly shorter longer run. Mm. And and a lot of that, you know, some of it might be hormonal because um, I definitely get that. I definitely get dips during the month where some long runs suddenly for, for no reason. Like I remember even saying on the podcast like a few weeks back and I remember doing a 13 or a 14 mile out and back on the towpath. And it was mm-hmm. so, so, so awful that I had to take walk breaks from mile 10 onwards and I couldn't figure out why. And it's only looking back at that month, like from a top down view and just thinking, oh shit, yeah, no, I got my period the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that really wouldn't have helped. And also, actually, I did drink two glasses of wine the night before. Yeah, I think I probably drank. Uh, oh, I tell you what, weirdly, mm-hmm. this doesn't, this definitely doesn't help with any, any trying to work it out. But the six mile of the weekend before, I think I was relatively sensible and I didn't drink anything the night before. The... Mm one that I went on on the weekend, I had three pints over the course of quite a long time, but I had three pints and I've, and I've, I don't think I'd ever go running after three pints, but I did. And (laughs) it, all it did was mean that when I woke up, Oh, also I had food. That was the other thing. Of course. That was the big thing, wasn't it? That was the big thing for sure. Um, I'm dwelling on the, on the slightly confusing here thing. The clear thing is that I hadn't eaten Mm -hmm. anything before that six miler, whereas I'd had a good piece of toast before I'd gone for the seven. But weirdly with the alcohol thing, I did feel as though the slight hangover made me be like, right, well, this is going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
And then knowing it was going to be a bit uncomfortable allowed me to kind of push through the pain a bit more. I don't really know. But psychologically, oh, something that I'm not recommending everyone have three pints of cider before they go for a seven mile <laughs> run. But I don't know whether it, it certainly yeah. didn't seem to negatively impact me. Yeah, so. maybe I don't, I don't know about that. But the, yeah, the food, I always, I know, I know it shouldn't come as a, as a shock to anyone who's done some running, but um, I always find it really surprising how little food can have such a positive effect. Like, mm. you know, you don't have to have loads and loads and loads because like sometimes you read up on like nutrition plans to fuel your running and your race and whatever. And it can seem quite like as if you need to have some kind of 12 course tasting menu before uh, you yeah, head out the door. And it just feels like then be- you have to think about it all the time, every yeah. day, not just on your running days. Yeah, exactly. And actually the thing that works always the best for me is a banana always. Yeah. And before my long run on Sunday just gone though I had no bananas because what happens is I buy a bunch of like eight bananas and I have one and then the rest of them die and and, and that's yeah, just that's, the way that's it exactly goes. what I do as well but then you can they turn end them up into a banana smoothie. milkshake if you've got some vanilla ice cream it's always it's always turned into a milkshake yeah that's same as us <laughs> which, which Dave and they're Felix bought in a wholesome way like, but... they're not smoothies they're not smoothies no, it's a milkshake ice cream yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so yeah, and this, this weekend I didn't have a banana, but I had half a slice of toast with peanut butter. And mm. I, I probably waited about 10 minutes before I went on a run. And, and every time I read anything, it's like, you have to have your breakfast, you have to wait for two hours and da 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 Um, I think when you're having half a piece of toast, you can just get out there. Yeah. And it, it does make, it just makes such a load of difference to get because you just need to get past that first sort of 30 40 minutes and then Mm -hmm. then you can like you know wang a gel if that's you know the way that you want to go um yeah but but once you found that stride yeah yeah well I think I'm really I'm yeah it's all going good I I was going to say about finding stride I think that's something that I've really experienced with some of the long runs which is really nice because having Mm. only been doing like pottering over the summer I wasn't running anything further than a 5k and so I never knew how like I never I'd forgotten about that feeling of when you get in your stride because I don't think I find my stride before that I find my stride Mm. at about I don't know probably about four miles yeah it's weird isn't it yeah I I think mine mine varies depending on the run I'm doing um because sometimes it can be kind of around about the mile mark but yeah sometimes it takes a little bit longer and by in your stride you mean like like where where when you, you feel can just listen to the podcast or yeah yeah when you're like okay at long last I don't have to concentrate on every like it, it doesn't mean that I still don't have bits where I'm like oh god this really aches or yeah. whatever but where yeah. I find it a bit easier to focus my where it's kind of a secondary activity yeah. that's happening and rather than what my whole focus is on yeah yeah for sure for sure mm. yeah yeah I think I think that can vary that can vary loads and I sometimes like I always think back to Brighton and I just think actually sometimes I wasn't in my stride there until about seven miles so mm. it, it, sometimes it can take such a such yeah. a long time I think it, you know and, and again it's that kind of Venn diagram of kind of shite that can be infecting your experience of the race it can be you know yeah the, the food that you've not eaten the booze that you have or haven't had the sleep that you have or haven't had the period I think usually the booze that you that you haven't had it's just that I don't want to confuse everybody with my three pint tale (laughs) 
I don't think that's the idea. <laughs> but I think what it did do, actually, is a really interesting thing that we were talking about earlier in a very exciting meeting that we probably can't mm. quite talk about yet. But I'm Not really yet. excited nope. to talk about it soon. We're going to be those people. Oh, don't you get annoyed when influencers or whatever were like... I'm so excited to share something with you guys. I'm not, I can't share it yet, but I'm afraid that's us today. But we're buzzing. Yeah, we had a great meeting earlier about something really exciting that involves you all. But uh, we were saying in that meeting that, because um, I'd just come back for that three miler, that like it was really tough. And mm. um, there's something about the like psychology of when you're preparing yourself for a long run and you know it's going to be a bit shit. Yeah. versus when you prepare yourself to do something that you're like that's fine that's a doddle that yeah I definitely did that today because the seven miler went really well um I think today I was like eh, it's three miles I'll be fine um and then it was actually really tough and I really had to I was looking for excuses all over the shop on the first mile yeah. I was like mm, I'm worried I'm going to be late for what I need to do at work so I should probably turn around and go home then after I'd done about a mile and a half, I still was trying to make excuses where I was like, could I, maybe I'm not going to be late and I could walk home and it won't matter if that takes me a bit longer. And then after two miles, I was like, that's basically it. I can stop. And then I kept having to refocus my brain and be like, stop it. You're doing this and you've got it. Um, yeah. Whereas I do, don't have to do that so much with the long run because I think from the off I'm like I'm in it for the long haul and it's not going to be nice to start with but you'll find your stride yeah. and you'll get into it and it, it'll be fine yeah there we yeah go. no I get that and and I also I think it's worth kind of going back to what you were talking about with pace as well because obviously with the long run you're you're going to be running them a little bit slower than you are with the midweek runs yeah even if it's just a tiny bit slower because we you know when we were talking to Anna and I fessed up that actually my easy run pace is probably exactly the same as my kind of marathon pace really um, that I haven't really figured out what my marathon pace is or my half. Well, no, I I do know what my half marathon pace is because that's easy. My half marathon pace is ten minute miles, so I know I know that. Um, and I think essentially yeah. my, my my marathon pace is is a bit slower than that. But what she was talking about was was kind of was figuring out your easy run pace because and, and I was reading about this. Um, ex- external to this which was about uh, how much of your running should be easy pace and like 70 or 80 percent apparently of your running should be easy pace so that's kind of conversational oh. pace um so sometimes well, that's good I think, to know because a hundred percent of yeah. my running is easy conversational pace <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not far this is off. The good, yeah but you say that but you you've already talked about like you know running out you know start doing your first mile too hard um and and like when you were doing your six miler and you were looking at the pacing of that, that the first couple of miles was was too fast, wasn't it? Which yeah. meant that the last yeah, sure. miles, the last couple of miles were, were too slow, too painful. Mm. Yeah. So, and I felt like my, I, I, I cannot express enough that I felt like my head was going to fall off. Yeah. I, I was and really I concerned. I do know that. I do know mm. that. And I, and I, and it's worth kind of remembering like, um, that in terms of heart rate and stamina, your heart, no matter how, consistent your pace is your heart rate will be going up and your stamina will be going down mm-hmm. and so that does mean that no, no matter even if you if you stay on 11 minute miles all the way through by the end of it you your energy will have depleted by a considerable margin yeah. and you will be feeling it and so the best way to kind of offset that is to start slowly and um 
and I think I think it's really really hard to do yeah I think it's really hard to figure out what your easy pace is because like you know Anna was saying um like I was talking about doing my long run this weekend she said well do do a portion of it at marathon pace and do the rest of it at easy pace and I was like well, what's the difference between the two but yeah. she's a woman that, that's you know she has you know she's tried to Boston qualify and you know so she's trying trying to get some amazing paces in some of her marathons and so obviously she's got a pace in mind for them and I do have a pace in mind but my pace for it is I think my easy pace so my goal pace absolutely is fine surely that's okay yeah. because your I, goal I might not be speed in every race that you do like for a marathon no. for example and same with me with this half it's the longest distance I've run in over a year so I'm like the goal is to finish and to feel like I can run the whole way on strong legs and yeah. get over the finish line. Exactly that. And I kind of, that was, I think that was worth touching on as well, that something that I want to work on again uh, this week before we get into the final week before the marathon is, is nailing down my goals and start repeating to them, them to myself, like a sort of mantra, because mm. I don't want to get caught up in time. I will yeah. get caught up in time, but I'm going to try to keep it as, low down my list of priorities as possible and to remember what like why I'm running it mm. and what I want to you know what I want to achieve from it so it's kind of thinking about the Josephine yeah Perry and, having and, and having your about, motivations yeah and like and like I think for me like the reasons why I'm doing this marathon are because I want to prove that I can so mm. Yeah, I, it's just just as simple as that. I want to prove, like I've I've run a marathon distance before, but I've never actually run on a course. So it's to prove that I can do it, and it's also to sort of prove to my family and friends that I can do it for the same sort of thing, same yeah. sort of reason. Not that I need to prove it to them. And I think if I were to walk the distance, they would just be as proud of me as if I were to run the whole distance. And then, and like goal wise, I want to run the whole way around without yeah. stopping for any any considerable amount of rather than I mean I might sort of walk a couple of paces to have some water have but... the, yeah yeah I think trying to drink a cup a plastic yeah. cup or a paper cup of water on a course it's is tricky. never ideal yeah yeah really tricky and I had to stop for a pee when I during the great north run um so I might have to do that mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of it's that sort of thing but it's kind of it's just wanting to get round and then that kind of little tiny little goal right down the bottom which is uh, you know I the last time I ran it and had it timed which was the virtual in 2020 um that I did it in 438 yeah. so it's tantalizingly close to 430 and wouldn't that be quite nice to be like close to that yeah um so that would be that would be nice but uh yeah I don't I don't want to I don't want to force myself to do that and I certainly don't want to be crossing myself if I come in later than that time yeah because it's a different situation isn't it it's different it's yeah like you have people. no idea not to make no. it sound scary because you're going to be fine but mm. you don't know what you'll be battling against in order to base what your kind of like ideal time would be well you you might yeah. wake up and be on your period or you might wake up and not feel brilliant that day or you might get stuck behind a bloke in an elephant costume or I guess you don't quite know what you're gonna have to yeah. you might you might be you might do it in 
five, five and a half hours and be like, fucking hell, I'm actually so proud of myself for that because yeah, because I fell over and hurt my knee halfway through or yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. 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 And I think, and it's, it's true because like everything that we're talking about here is like, you're talking about the stuff you can control and the stuff you can't, and you can't control the weather. You can't control uh, necessarily, particularly if you're not on the pill, you can't control when you're going to get your pill, Mm -hmm. your period. Um, and um, I am really hoping that's going to be all right because actually my period was late. Um, so I'm so it just skipped past the Great North Run. So um, it's not as close. Anyway, so I'm hoping that's going to be all right. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, can't can't control that. Can't control how your stomach's going to feel. Can't control injury. Can't control. Yeah, all of that shit. But what you can control is or what I can control is the pace that I can see on my watch and um and the other thing that we were talking about actually uh, um earlier on is uh, that can be fantastic for pace actually is to um secretly find someone else to be your pacer so like this is mm. i did this in great north run where i was running i was running okay it felt all right i was about halfway there and i'd been overtaking a couple of people not many not many i was not being speedy at all clearly not being speedy um, but just went round a couple of people and I, I fell in step behind a guy and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go round him. And then just suddenly I just thought, oh, you know what? I'm not gonna, cause I'm mm-hmm. really, really tired. And I was, yeah, it was about halfway through and I just thought I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling it now. And I think there was a hill, um, or an incline and I just thought, you know, yeah. what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch his legs and I am just going to follow his pace because his pace seems really nice and comfy. And it made me drop back a little bit. And it made me feel so much better. Yeah, so I love that. that. Yeah, it's finding someone it's, that's got a lovely... It, yeah, a nice pace. Country. You don't really get paces in... Well, I'm guessing you will probably have a pacer in London Marathon. Like, you might be able to be in a little well, that, I think they, where you they, can they see have, somebody with a flag on that says how yeah, many... Yeah, you can do. Yeah. yeah, and they have those at Great North as well. But those, they can be... Um, they're not necessarily indicative of where you are because it depends on when you started. Yeah. So like, you know, the, the kind of the four and a half hour pacer flag might've started before you began running or after Mm. you began running. So I was overtaken quite a lot by flags like that. And and I was never ever overtaken by the sub two flag because that started behind me because I started in an earlier wave. Okay. Um, So if so I was can't just quite rely you know, on those I was gonna say you can't really no, anyway because I don't think I've ever been in a race where they've had them I think it has to be quite a big race for that to be happening anyway so it's just yeah, nice to I find think, somebody that you can you don't have to concentrate so much on pacing you can just lock onto yeah. the back of their heels and go okay okay yeah it can I mean yeah. it's, it's, I guess is it a naughty thing to do I don't think it's a naughty thing to no do, I don't I just, think it's a naughty thing to do. maybe an elite yeah. running but certainly not in like mass participation stuff like I'm not competing yeah. with the with the bloke in front of no, me or whatever whose heels I'm looking at. I'm just not at all. Yeah, I, I just I I definitely saw it as being a more. It, it was kind of you, you get that kind of comfortable sort of reassurance that someone else is running at a pace that you feel comfortable with and you mm-hmm. can lock onto it. And yeah, yeah, it was just it was. I thought it was a really nice thing to do. So um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. My equivalent, I suppose, last time. I did a proper race, which was was the bath half in 2020, was that massive elephant. <laughs> She's not but been it, horrible. It was actually someone. It was truly a large, yeah, a large 
elephant costume person but um <laughs> I yeah I did find that a little bit demoralizing I more felt that that was competitive because the elephant wasn't keeping as steady a pace as I was so I was just plod um, plod plod plodding whereas the elephant yeah. was doing leg it for a bit and he would overtake me and I would be like oh and overtaken by an elephant and then yeah. walking and I'd overtake again a little bit so yeah. the elephant was jeffing more um yeah. I don't know whether it was intentional jeffing or whether he just was getting finding tired and then yeah finding yeah, it hard yeah. but um yeah so but I think the per- the one person that I did see like through the whole thing my 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 brother in arms was probably yeah. the elephant. It's an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say the same about the dinosaur at the Great North Run, but uh, he just he he whisked past me. Never yeah, to be seen why again. are these so, costume um... people so fast sometimes? <laughs> Who know, are they? Good. Why are you running <laughs> it in a costume people? if you can run like a sub two or like an hour and a half <laughs> half marathon or something? What? Go and join your local Harriers and go and be sporty about it. Don't be doing it in an elephant costume for children in need or something. No, making all the rest of us feel like shit. Yeah, leave all of that stuff to us. Otherwise, what have we got to give to the world? (laughs) Do you know what? All right. Speaking of what we're going to give to the world, I was... Oh, two things. Two Mm -hmm. things spring to mind. Two things that we're going to give to the world. We are going to give two things. Well, one thing that we're going to give to the world is that um, this podcast is coming out the day before. So if you're listening to this on like the Wednesday that it comes out or on the Thursday following, um, on Thursday, the 29th of September, what Holly and I are giving to the world is um, we're doing a live. We're doing a podcast I keep forgetting about it. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, So, but this is, it is I, I know this is a bit naughty, but it is only for patrons of the podcast. But but um, that it's only two quid to become mm-hmm. a patron, and then and then the event itself is completely free. And um, we're hoping to do them on a regular basis, although we haven't figured out quite how regularly. But we want to do it as a nice perk. Yeah, we want to see how it goes the first time if people are interested. Because um, I think we've got we've got about ninety patrons, um, and yeah. If even just 10% of them want to come and have a chat with us, then that will be absolutely lush. So please come and join. There'll still be, there'll be time, I think, won't there? Because I think probably as this pod comes out, if you're listening to it, you know, Mm. pretty quickly after it's published, then um, yeah, it will be on the, you just said the date, 29th, is it? Of September? 29th. 29th. Seven o'clock in the evening and it's mm-hmm. over Zoom, so you don't have to go anywhere or yeah. anything. We'll um, very much gonna... be in our pajamas, probably with a glass of wine actually on a Thursday night. Oh my god, yeah. I'll have kids screaming in the background. Um and all we're gonna do we just we wanted to have a little chat, but we also wanted to meet you guys. And so if you've got any questions, so this is just a bit of a shout out. So if, mm. if, if you guys have got any questions or if there's anything you want to talk about, um then let us know. Uh, beforehand or you can just sort of say on, on the yeah. evening. But um but yeah, that's that's what we're giving back. We're giving back ourselves. I just think that we are selfless and (laughs) just altruistic through and through. So I can't sound our own voices. We do, we really do. (laughs) But we would love to hear yours as well because we do end up chatting shit the two of us, and we just thought we'd chat shit with everyone else. So if you're not already a patron, then you've still got time to come and join us for our chat on the 29th, 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, Yeah, two quid if you want. Um, 
and yeah that is something that we are very very excited about at the moment what's the other thing that we're giving to the world um oh, i've forgotten because i'm perimenopausal there was another thing that i was just thinking oh there's one thing that we oh what was it i was going to talk about um uh also i was going to talk about running coaching i don't know why that's anything to do with us giving anything to the world i've no idea so i might just have to kind of just Segway into segue in, say I'm... Esther's giving information segue. to Esther's the world segue. here right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, because well, it was because I write down like four words ahead of recording a podcast, and one of the words I've written down is run coach. And then I had an idea while you were talking about stuff that we we're giving back, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know how one one part of my sentence leads into the second part of the sentence, but that's my life at the moment. Um, so yeah, so I guess. Um, Right. It's only because there's something I was reading and it was because of it was because of talking to Anna last week. And mm-hmm. it was um, because occasionally with women's running, we talk about ourselves as being a kind of, you know, like a run buddy or maybe even a run coach in terms of like, you know, giving people advice and stuff about how to run and train and, you know, whatever, do that sort of stuff. And um, mainly just keep the company talking about Bake Off. Mainly, but... Yeah, mainly just talking about Bake <laughs> Yeah, giving no information and how whatsoever. we are the star cakers of bake week we week. are the star cake cake of bake of week. Week. Oh. Um, i wouldn't have been the star caker of bake week last no, week no i can't bake for shit but i love watching it <laughs> that was the other thing i was saying i'm so sorry yeah. you were in and on in the middle of an important sentence no, but i was going to say this no. to you earlier about bake off that yeah like other stuff that I watch, like I really like MasterChef because I really get into cooking and like absolutely not am I making duck breast with a juniper and red wine jus or whatever. But yeah, I still it still gets me excited about cooking and I learn stuff from it and I find it interesting. Bake Off, yeah. the whole time that I've watched it, have I made a single cake? <laughs> have I fucked? <laughs> I have not touched. I didn't. I told you about that time I made a lemon drizzle. Actually, I've made one lemon drizzle and I made it in a fucking in a saucepan. saucepan because I didn't realize that we had a cake tin. So <laughs> I have made zero cakes off the back of Bake Off, but I still love watching it and I don't understand why. No, I, but, I do. I love it. I do. Uh, yeah, I, it hasn't made me make more cakes, but it's no. definitely made me. It's made me being able to um, to spot cakes in the wild and know what they're called. Yes, so, I probably know, know like, more about cakes. Less yeah, so I've, since I've, they started, they took away that thing. Remember on the BBC version where they used to, like, randomly for, like, 10 minutes, Sue Perkins oh, would oh, yeah. be like, oh, this is where the Eccles cake or originated. <laughs> I have to admit, yeah. I don't miss that bit. I used no, to fast forward that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does... After watching Bake Off for a few series, you do tend to throw in the words like creme pat into everyday you do. conversation. <laughs> you do. You know what it is. <laughs> and even I do think about it sometimes, like when I'm watching MasterChef, I regularly fantasize about what it would be like to be a MasterChef. And I sometimes they get they get just thrust into the world of puddings randomly. And I do think mm. at least you'd have Bake Off knowledge in that case because I love cooking, but I mm. have I, I never ever ever make puddings. So if some if John Trode suddenly said to me, you need to make a I don't know, a I Victoria what would sponge? be a sort of a, yeah, Victoria sponge <laughs> or whatever, then at least I would 
based on my Bake Off knowledge, even though it's never something, I think. I don't think I've ever made a Victoria sponge. I don't think it's ever something I've done myself. I would at least be able to go, well, I've seen Selassie do that. And he put a couple of eggs, some sugar. I'd probably be able to give it a crack. I don't know. You know what? It's actually part, I do have an actual ongoing nightmare about that because it was a couple of years ago on Bake Off. And you know, in the... You know what's the what's the middle round where the where the gingham tea towel is over? Oh yeah, the uh, where they have to bring it up to the gingham altar, the technical yeah. challenge. Technical yeah. challenge. So in the technical mm-hmm. challenge, and it was in the last, it was in the finals, and the technical challenge on their um, method, it just said make Victoria sponge, make scones, and make some other classic British dessert thing, but it had no ingredients, no method. It just said make these things, and that I. I I at least now feel happy that I could do a Victoria sponge, but I couldn't make a scone. No, I couldn't make couldn't a scone. Make a... I think I would probably so, make three Victoria sponges in different sizes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Ollie, we've gone back to talking about bake-off. I know, it's ridiculous. I'm really sorry. Well, about... <laughs> is there anything else about running that you want to say? Or should yes. I read some reader letters? No, I've got other stuff. Oh, go right. on. Because <laughs> the, the other thing we've got, because I, I hadn't quite finished um, rounding off that sentence. Oh, yeah, I interrupted you about... to tell you that yeah. I, yeah, sorry, God. <sighs> honestly I interrupted you for six minutes then Jesus (laughs) I was a willing participant in the interruption okay okay. um but yeah I was going to talk about run coaches so um oh yeah was so it was it was kind of it was going along the lines of like um like within the brand we can kind of help motivate people to run uh, to whatever you know, pace or distance they want to run kind of thing. So we can do that. But it was just, I was just thinking about it on the back of the conversation that we had with Anna last week. And also because uh, I know a woman, well, we all know a woman. I know that um, Helen from Scummy Mummies is running the London Marathon and that she has been using a running coach because she's yeah. got a specific goal that she wants. Um, she and is fierce I, at the moment. Like Helen oh is, god, re- oh my god, yeah, she's insane, absolutely amazing. And yeah. um, but I, I, I noticed yesterday because of something that she sort of said on an Instagram post that um, she was speaking to her coach online. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an it's it's an online coaching relationship as opposed to I think as opposed to an in person. That's cool coaching relationship. <clears throat> and I just wondered like what your thoughts were on the concept of getting a run coach because I think like um some people might be put off the the idea of it because they might think it's something that like only elite athletes do or that uh, I'm gonna get told off yeah I'm gonna get told off or oh yeah but but yeah the the price might put people off they might think Mm -hmm. well running is is free so why should I have to pay for this kind of thing um but it it was interesting and I was um so I was doing a bit of delving before we came on just to see what kind of normal people thought about coaching and there's a school of thought that is that actually coaching I mean because you don't have to have a running coach every week but but maybe like if you're going to a goal you could have a coach for like a short period of time as you're going towards that goal like if it's a race or something or you can have someone that you you sort of check in with like maybe once a month or something like that and I know that lots of elite runners are, are also 
coaches. So like Charlotte Perdue runs her own coaching business, for instance. Um, and and sometimes this could be like a, you know, a coach could be an in-person thing where they kind of take you through things like drills or intervals or kind of, you know, technical running. And, and, and I guess the plus there is that you've got someone that's kind of really kind of wagging their finger and saying, right, you must do this on this day. So that's going to make you do it. Um, but then to have like someone that you chat with maybe kind of once a month to go through, like to talk through your training. Yeah, I do that with you. Kind of, so I'm like, well, yeah, I do. With you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of, you've got, you know, someone is holding you accountable. Yeah. And obviously if you're paying for something, it does make you want to work a bit harder, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Um, but yeah, it was just, I would just be really interested to see if like, if anyone like, you know, do you guys use, you know, do, do listeners use run coaches? Is it yeah, something I'm intrigued by of... that. Whether whether people who have got kind of, I'm going to say normal, but I'm doing little thingies. Um, I'm doing quotes <laughs> that like who have who might have normal like average times in mind or average mm. goals in mind. Not that anything that we do is not amazing, but just in terms of yeah, not being elite level, like. Yeah. Do people get coaches to help them run a two and a half hour half marathon? Or yeah. like, is that a thing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued I know, because by that. I don't know whether, like, I think my I get, an, I get anxious about that is my initial reaction, is anxiety really? to do with that. Yeah, and I think it's exactly the stuff that you were just saying. I think I need to talk myself down for a while about that being something that feels quite elite and feels like I would be, laughed at or judged mm-hmm. maybe by a coach thinking you want me to to try and get you to run faster kind of th- you know what I mean that would be my initial yeah. reaction but I don't think that can be true I'm sure that mm-hmm. that's a, exactly what a, a good coach does is that they know yeah. how to work with different people I, someone was talking about this the other day with like the difference between someone who maybe is fit and all their yeah. friends said to them, oh, you should be a personal trainer. And they became one or whatever. And someone who has a real aptitude for knowing how to bring the best out of people. It's like teaching, isn't it? It's like teaching. Yeah. 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 For sure. I thought, I, I always thought it was quite interesting speaking to Laura Fountain when she was saying that when she started her running coach business, um, that um over to you know she's she's now coached like loads of people mostly through the through like a kind of group setting and things but Mm. she was talking about how you know some people some people come and are coached by her for a little bit and go away and then they come back and then they go away and then they come back some people she coaches for a bit and they get better and better and better and better yeah like faster than she could ever run and she suggests that they then move on to a sort of you know slightly more advanced group you know that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of somewhere else um and and I guess that's the thing isn't it that as a as a run coach yeah you should be yeah like you said they they should just be really really good teachers and be able to spot everyone's different sort of strengths and weaknesses and figure out you know what your journey you know and 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 ask people what their goals are so it shouldn't be something that makes us feel sick because we we're not going to go to a running coach and and ask them to tell us what our running goal should be we're going to say that's I want to run half marathon in two two and a half hours I don't want to run a half marathon in one hour 15 minutes thanks yeah and I don't want to run more than three times a week exactly yeah exactly and all the running coaches we've spoken to Tina Laura I know they're all lush so like 
none of them, when we've said, oh, we don't really want to run more than three or four times a week, have said, oh, you should be running six times a week. None of yeah, them. Yeah, and when that. we've said our pacing to them and stuff, none of them have been like, you know, <laughs> lot. You're yeah, so yeah, nice none of you. them. Yeah. Nah, 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 well, nah, nah, was... you're really slow. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the running coach I'm gonna be I think that's great yeah I think that's good a bit of bullying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> to get results get some results yeah well that's really um, interesting please let us know if you do use a run coach if you pay for a run yeah. coach what's that like, or like- yeah, like, and if you do use an online run, I'm going to ask Helen about it. Um, I'm hoping that I'll see her at the London Marathon, but I want to know what it's like, who she's using and what that, because clearly, I mean, she herself is enormously motivated and, mm. and is going great guns, but clearly the coach thing is working really well for her. So it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, who is she using and where can I get that positivity from, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't think it's just from the coach. I think it's her. Um, but yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just thought that'd be really interesting. cool. Yeah, that's really um, but- that's interesting because my reaction to that initially was was oh my god, what is going on here? Uh, are, yeah. are we all? Is it now the norm that we're all going to have to have serious running coaches that tell us off, and we're all going to have to be running seven minute miles and things? But no, no you're right. You're paying for a service, aren't you? And you can say this is what I would like out of this. I still want to be able to have a normal life. I'm not going to not go to the pub Mm. on a Friday I'm not going to not see my family and friends and you can have your own goals for stuff can't you exactly exactly Mm. that's true that's true um let's move on to letters did you say that (gasps) yes I say letters again I fucking I love calling it letters it makes me feel like we work in an old-fashioned sort of I don't know newspaper publishing house or something oh it's just ridiculous I just need to like get a grip and go metric don't I I mean for god's sake oh. I, I love I love it about you oh my I god all right I'm, I've got a quick political rant actually did you see that Jacob Bruce Mogg was he he's like I saw something about him trying to get us to use the imperial system again oh yeah yeah that was funny that. <laughs> <laughs> he truly is a Victorian ghost, isn't he? From, yeah, we're going to be yeah, looking ghost hard of Christmas past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, so I've got this view. This I'm afraid your your coaching brain and your run leadership brain might not quite be able to be retired yet because there is some there's there's a question in this. But okay, do it. But yeah, I want to see what you think. So this mm-hmm. is from, I think I can say, somebody called Natasha. Um, and she um, is, so long story short, she was uh, started running Couch to 5K last year. Like this time last year, it was like November last year, she says. Um, mm-hmm. She said um, that it was a brilliant thing that she that she did. Um, she said, sadly, I'm a nurse, so never have time to... Um, never have time because those that sorry sadly I'm a nurse so I do apologize everyone I've started reading that wrong sadly I'm a nurse so never had time this is like to enjoy exercise because those that do shifts want to spend every waking hour snoozing but in February this year I was walking the dog and just felt the urge to do some little jogs 
And she mm. was just like doing little jogs in her wellies and stuff on the dog walk. And that was when she decided that Aww. she really wanted to start getting into it. So mm-hmm. did the couch 5k thing and she set herself a uh, challenge over summer, which was doing 50 miles in July, which she managed to do um, like a cumulative. Um, and uh, well, that's amazing. Um, but that she kind of felt after that, that she really needed a goal, something to keep her running still. So she signed up for a 10k that is on October the 2nd. So same day as the half. So I think when this episode comes out, it's literally just going to be a few days before, but I hope that this gets to her still for that time. Yeah. And even if this information won't necessarily be useful for her for planning the uh, her training that this can be useful mm-hmm. for other people who end up in these situations because I've ended up in this position this time for the half myself too so basically her dilemma I, yeah. I'm sorry that I stumbled over my words and spent so bloody long introducing that but here is the dilemma <laughs> she said um well she first of all said a friend said why don't you do this 10k initial thoughts were hell no but after a while I thought why not I downloaded a 5 to 10k app and currently on week five the the question is um, mm. that she has less than three weeks till the run as at time of writing this. Yep. Um, and the app trains for nine weeks. So does she do week five, which is a little bit of a taper before six, seven and eight weeks, which get full on again. And then week nine is another taper before the actual race. So should she skip week five and six and just go for it and go hard mm. and do... I guess if she's got lessons, that that would mean doing seven and eight and then the taper in nine. Um, She said, I'm really worried as I don't think I'm good enough to do it, especially in a large running group. I find I worry about people thinking I'm slow, mainly because I went to a park run a few weeks ago and it was very hot weather and the first K was uphill and... Um, so I couldn't breathe and only only ended up doing half of it. Felt like a failure. So she's really Mm -hmm. nervous. She said, any ideas would be grab with both hands. Thanks to us both. So... I think I would probably do exactly what she suggested, but let me know what you think. Well, I would probably go for weeks six and seven or seven and eight, depending on, I'm not quite sure what the distances are and stuff between her um, moving up to the 10K. But I, th- yeah. I think probably you could you could do a 10K on, you know, four or five miles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I think, I think, well, one thing I would do, I I think, because if she's aiming to do the 10K as her longest distance yet. Um, yeah, rather, well, I think that's what than, sounds like it will be her longest uh, distance yet. Yeah. Yeah. Ra- rather than, say, for instance, racing it, um, because it, I think if you were racing it, then you'd be building up to doing possibly even longer distances than 10K in the lead up to doing the 10K. Um, and and doing like technical running in between and trying to get some kind of pace on that that kind of on your long run but I think if 10k if that if that goal distance mm. is going to be your longest run so 10k six miles is going to be your, your the longest run you've ever done then and I, I someone could come on here and prove me wrong here then I would be, I think, perfectly happy to not have a taper at the end of that. I don't think you need a taper week. Mm. I think she'd be more than happy. So say she was starting from um, like about four miles, you know, as as her long run, I think she yeah. could easily build, she can build by like half a mile or a kilometer or something a week. Yeah, I don't think she really needs to go beyond 
you know, four and a half, five miles as her final long run. Um, I, I don't, she, the thing about these, I think it's worth when you're, when you're looking at, um, training plans, look, look at, look at three, you know, and, and pick and choose what, what's going to work for you because yeah. there's, I think there's a good chance that she's looking at a, a training plan that's not actually for her. It doesn't. It's... I feel like that's the other thing. That's yeah. I want to know a bit more about this app and what it is. I'm not judging yeah. at all. Like it must. It must work for some people. But I think Couch to 5K works well. Yes. If you are just interested in getting moving, but if you're actually training for a distance, then like I would personally find because Couch to 5K. Am I right in thinking gets you to run for half an hour? uh non-stop I think yeah I run quite regularly now and I still I still don't I ran a 5k at lunchtime and I can tell you that I ran it in um 35 minutes so like I I don't I don't even and that's that's you know I'm in the middle of training and I'm running quite a lot recently so I think if you're building up to a distance then couch to 5k is lovely if you just want to get moving a bit more but if she specifically wants to train for a 10k distance I would look a bit more at a training plan that is maybe a written thing that's got some mileage in there that's got some tempo runs in there that's maybe got some slightly maybe maybe rather than just like a a couch to 5k style app but I I don't I don't know what the app is yeah I don't know either and I think the thing is is um it's a bit like you know like uh whenever that was a couple of months ago and we were doing a podcast and um and you talked about what your first long run was you are like you do you remember you you picked up a kind of an intermediate um mm. a half marathon plan and the first long run on that plan was like six or seven miles long and yeah. you mentioned it to whoever we had on who said no no no. I think it might be Nana again um who said just because we've done half marathons in the past yeah. it doesn't mean that we should necessarily put ourselves in in a kind of intermediate bracket that actually going to a beginner's one again is a really really good idea yeah. and like all my marathon training plan I've done a marathon before and I still went to beginners and then I picked and chose bits and pieces like I think I made my longer runs a little bit longer um but I didn't yeah I didn't put myself on on that kind of intermediate level because I I don't have that kind of intermediate goal and I think that if if she were to look at some beginner 10k plans and looked at the last few weeks of them that actually I think she's going to feel loads loads better because you'll see actually sure. she's probably put in a load I, I work. think it sounds like she's she's ready to go for it to be honest I think yeah I know this might sound really really scary but genuinely once your brain has kicked in however hard that 5k has felt mm. if you can run 5k non-stop you can probably do a 10k already yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure scientists might tell me off for saying that, but I genuinely feel like from our experience yeah. that like, like I'm only planning to do before the half marathon to do 10, maybe, maybe 11, but probably 10 miles. And I'll probably feel quite happy with that because yeah. that last bit of your run can can just be purely fueled by adrenaline sometimes when it's race day. And if you feel yeah. as though the other stuff you're bringing to race day, which includes your cross training and yoga that you might do, any flexibility stuff any any other stuff that you might do other Mm -hmm. cardio too that we do all the time just by walking around walking the dog then I think that it sounds like you're ready to run this 10k and And that you bearing in mind bearing yeah absolutely and bearing in mind that if you look at any kind of 
because I was doing that this morning, if you look at any kind of pace calculator online, if you put in what your 5k pace is, uh, or your 5k time is, you can go onto pace calculators that then tell you what your 10k, your, your kind of estimated 10k time, your estimated half marathon time and your estimated marathon time. And the reason why that's interesting is because it's not like, say you do a 5k in half an hour it Mm. won't predict that you do a 10k in an hour it will not it will predict that you do a 10k in an hour and five minutes or an hour and 10 minutes and it won't then predict that you know so so a half marathon is 21k it won't predict that it's just double that amount of time to do a half marathon it's not that at all it's twice plus kind of 20 percent or something and the same is true of marathon so so the the kind of the takeaway from that is that when you're running your 10k, even if you feel like your long run wasn't quite long enough in the lead up to it or whatever, just set off slower than you think. And yeah. definitely set off slower than you would ever have run your 5k. So if your 5k time is half an hour, which is going to be, you know, 10 minute miles pretty much, mm. um, then set off at, at you know, if, see if you can get yourself a watch or something that where you can follow your pace and set off at 10.20 or 10.30 or something like that. Mm. Just, just, go back a little bit and just go a little bit slower and yeah I I would bet that she'd be absolutely fine I think she's gonna absolutely smash it I think as well the fear of people thinking that you're going to be running slow I totally get that with that park run feeling I did a park run with Esther during a time where I wasn't doing that much exercise I wasn't running very long distances the park run was probably the longest I'd run in a while and I think it took me 39 minutes I think it took me nearly 40 minutes, which is absolutely no shame in, but I totally get you that because it was probably, it was, it was the slowest 5k I think I've ever done. Um, Mm. And there was a little bit of uphilling and stuff that was also quite demoralizing. And we, we had a great time and we ran it together and we weren't trying to be fast, but I do know what you mean. Like we probably came in the, in the, you know, within the last sort of five or so people, like we were right at the back yeah um and it's totally fine like no one cares no one's judging but it does feel it does feel a bit demoralizing sometimes when you're like when there aren't that many people in a race and you feel like oh I'm gonna be right at the back of the pack but in reality you are absolutely not like I am I am a slow runner I think on average probably um I I tend to run yeah kind of around 11 minutes uh and it could be up towards 12 if I'm having a a slow day if I'm having a bad day and Mm. I have never been in a, I've never come last in anything. Um, and at a, in a race, like, like a local lovely 10 K or something, it's very likely that there are going to be people at the back cheering you on. They're not going to be sweeping the streets and clearing you away before you've had a chance to finish that they're, they're still going to be cheering you on. Um, and yeah, there'll be, there'll be people who walk the whole thing potentially. I'm not sure the size of 10 K that you're, that you're running in, but, um, but yeah, oh God, there are, she, there are, there are races off. where people do zero training. So to have yeah, done I know. some is bloody great. I think it's amazing. It's amazing. For, from starting from running in your wellies to like this in mm-hmm. like a matter of weeks is is almost unfathomable. Like it's I brilliant. remember running my, it's amazing. Isn't it? I remember running my first 10K and it would have been a good 10 years after I started running. Mm. So uh, I just, yeah, it's amazing. It's just, uh, yeah. It's incredible. And yeah. I, hope, I hope she gets a massive medal for it. I know. One. I really hope she gets a big medal. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Massive luck to Natasha, who yeah. obviously we've got London Marathon 
We've got mm-hmm. Loch Ness Marathon. And yes. now apparently we have the, I think it's the Ailsham 10K that she's going to be running. The Ailsham so, 10K. Massive good yeah. luck. I really hope it goes well. And thinking of all people who are going to be racing on 2nd of October, including <gasps> Esther Newman. But it's going to be absolutely oh, fine. And what? we wanted to, I know, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make that sound so dramatic. Um <laughs> And the other thing that we needed to talk about that we might as well talk about here is that I am going to come and, and support you and watch you. Um, she is. I'm really excited about it. So I will be there in the crowds. I, I know that means nothing because so will thousands and thousands of other people. But I might wear my podcast t-shirt so that people can spot me and recognize me. That's a good idea, Hal. Yeah. That's great. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I will be watching you and I know you were stressing about potentially kids and what that's going to be like. I can hold a hand mm. if you need. What are you thinking at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I think I think I might leave the fam at home. I'm too it's too stressful. Too stressful. Yeah. But um Well, in which but, case maybe on the Saturday night. Oh no, you're going to have to run a marathon the next morning. I was like we can go for wine. <laughs> <laughs> can't get shit faced on the Saturday night oh. <laughs> no. um, but yeah gin in the tin on the train on the way back definitely <laughs> yeah oh for sure for sure maybe yeah, we can even yeah. squeeze in a, a quick gin in a tin together yeah that'd be nice but yeah it'd be like if people are there and 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 you see me or you see Holly then please say hello because we want to see some smiling faces mm-hmm. and it will make all of us feel so much better but particularly me, and this is all about me. So, yeah. It is. That'd be nice. Yeah. The 2nd of October will henceforth be known as Esther Newman. Uh, I don't know. I was about to say Memorial Day. I bloody hope not. What <laughs> do I? I'm so sorry. Oh, hard yeah, I'm going to stop talking because I'm psyching you out about something that you are going to be totally fine for. Uh, yeah, but this will probably be, be the last official pod, even though we'll probably record one more before the half, before the marathon. This will probably yeah. be the last official pod that you all hear before mm-hmm. Esther runs. So send her your love telepathically or in real life by joining us for a chat tonight or tomorrow night. It will be when this episode comes out. Um, yeah. But Thursday, the 29th, 7 p.m., um, please subscribe to Patreon so that you can join us and we can have nervy but exciting wine talk. Oh, amazing. Can't I can't wait. wait. God, yeah, just <laughs> saying it like that. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon. And you'll receive a special patron-only newsletter from me and Holly. And this Thursday, you can meet us on Zoom. More perks on the way, I promise. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.